And Lord, we thank you so much because we can live in the presence of our King. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Probably before we uh, give the message, let's try to introduce this hymn. You know, the hymn writer of this hymn is uh, Charles Jones. Now we have several hymns of this brother. He really knows the Lord very much. He really experienced a lot in the presence of the Lord. And he was an uh, African American. And then in his time, there was a uh, uh, there was a flow of the Holy Spirit. And there you find a movement called the Holiness Movement. And our brother is one of the key brothers being used in that movement. They want, they long for the holy, holy life. So according to their understanding, unless the root of the sin being eradicated, then they will be delivered, they will be free. So the long for that day should come. So they not only experience the first blessing and they expect the second blessing of the Lord. Then they should be able to enjoy the freedom in Christ. So you can imagine all these people, they all experience wonderful deliverance by the Lord. Now, because they believe that the holy oil will be will not be will not fall upon the flesh. So So whenever they receive the experience of the Holy Spirit, so that means somehow the Holy Spirit fall upon them. So that means that they are no longer flesh anymore. So by that moment, they believe that their sin has been eradicated. So they were so happy, they were so joyful. So there are many, many hymns like this in our hymn book. And this is one of them. Now, if you read the Bible, especially Ephesians chapter 5, speaking one another in song, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now we all know songs. We all know hymns. Now how about the spiritual song? Spiritual song must be a song which was given by the Holy Spirit. Not written by pen or man. 
matter how talented you are, you will never write a spiritual song. So now here is one wonderful example. Now one day when our brother met with other saints, in United States, and then Holy Spirit has given them one spiritual song. And that's the chorus of this hymn. So that means when Holy Spirit gave that song, they did not know where the music came from. Somehow they can sing it in unison. And more surprised is that they can repeat again and again and again. So, Brother Jones really noted it down. He remembered that is the and then he remembered that's the chorus. So he wants to put on the main verses. So chorus means repeat again and again and again. That's what had been given in one of the meetings. So now he felt that he should put down something in his own pen. So that's why we have a four verses. So it is let us remember that's how the work of the Holy Spirit at that time. In a very, very mighty way. So there was a mighty movement of holiness in this country. So then you have a Nazarene in this country. And then you have uh, you have a Salvation Army in 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 United Kingdom. So you can see that the Holy Spirit indeed work in a very very mighty way. And there are many good hymns written by Nazarene in this hymn book. But anyway, our brother did not belong to Nazarene, but somehow the Lord worked among them. Now, especially among the African Americans. So when they come together, they dare not to call themselves something. So they want something in common. So they call themselves the Church of God in Christ. So that means the common name being used by all the Christians. So you can imagine the Lord really wonderfully used that, wonderfully uh, used these brothers. Then not many, not many years later, there was a great revival in Los Angeles. It is called Azusa Street Revival. Azusa Street. Azusa Street. And remember, that's the beginning of charismatic movement. 
Or that's the beginning of Pentecostal movement. In the beginning, there were only 40 people. Today, there are 2 billion so called Christians in this world. Including Roman Catholic, including Protestants. After 100 years, can you believe that? Why in every four are Pentecostals? Why in every four? You find them, they belong to charismatic movement. So let us remember that Pentecostal movement is the it, it, is, it derived from the holiness movement. So one of the co-workers of Brother Jones went to Los Angeles. And then he was so touched by the work there. So then you discover how the Pentecostal movement really spread all over to the States. So at that time, that brother, the co-worker of Brother Jones. They want to go, they go, they want to go, uh, they want to follow the way in Los Angeles. In another word, they will become the Pentecostal churches. So there was a great split among these African African Christians. Uh, African uh, American Christians. Now that's a great split. So after that split, Brother Joe remained in the holiness movement. So his worker star the Pentecostal Church. With the same name. Church of God in Christ. So today if we look back, when you talk about the Pentecostal churches in the United States, one belong to Caucasians, belong to the white people. That's called Assembly of God. No, no, Now, when you talk about when you talk about Assembly of God, remember they are they belong to Pentecostal. However, they are all white. But then all those African Americans they gather together. They follow exactly the way of Pentecostal. So the largest assembly of God, the largest Pentecost church in the state is the assembly of God. But at the same time, 
Now, the church of God in Christ is comparable to assembly of God. So now, in this way, we should be able to know what happened today, the Lord, uh, the, what happened today in the United States. So from this song, from this hymn, let us remember God was so great. And Holy Spirit always working and working in different time, in different situations. And we thank the Lord for this wonderful help. And we also thank the Lord for this spiritual song. Alright, now that's the introduction about this hymn. Now I think we should go back to the word. So let us read Romans chapter 8. Verse the Spirit Himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If we if your children then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him that we may also be glorified together. Now one of the last days we mentioned this verse. We are children of God. Now if we are children of God, that means we are the heirs of God. Why Bible use the word heir? As long as we are in the God's family. Definitely, the in, that definitely God will give inheritance to us. Christ as our inheritance. Unsearchable riches of Christ is our inheritance. So let us remember, if we are the children of God, then we are the heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. In the beginning, we have been given the inheritance. When we enjoy the inheritance, when we have the milk and honey of the land, so then we grow. Then we become the inheritance of God. So we begin our Christian life with the inheritance. We are children of God. But we ought to grow. We all go grow to a maturity. Now one day, 有一日, 
we won't become the burden of our parents. We become their glory. We become their inheritance. They will say, This is my inheritance. Same thing with God. Then, in order to reach maturity, there must be some way. So when we read this verse, we come to a verse which is very unknown to us. We cannot understand that verse. Even we know that verse quite well. But why in the middle of the heirs? Why in the middle of inheritance? We talk about we are children of God. We should be happy all the time. So, brothers and sisters, now in order to reach maturity, and the Bible tells us that we indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. Why talk about suffering? In the family of God, why talk about suffering? What kind of suffering is this? So last time, we talk about growing pain. Remember, if we have to grow, all the young people, all the teenagers will tell you they went through a period called the growing pain. So how do we know we have to go through a growing pain? What kind of suffering is that? So Bible tells us through Galatians chapter four. Same writer Paul told us what is a sanction. How can we reach maturity? So he taught he told us. So all the heirs of the master. He's supposed to be the master of all inheritance. Because they have the life of their father. All the inheritance belong to the son. But remember, when they are in childhood, his father treat them in the very special way. The father knows they will never grow up unless their father put them in a such a position. So the Bible told us and when these people supposed to be the sons of the inheritance. They supposed to inherit all the inheritance of their father. But they have to grow. If they don't grow, if they remain a child, they will never enjoy the inheritance of the father. And also the father has some expectation in their side. So to grow is very important. From the children of God to the sons of God. 
now remember, the sons of God always talk about maturity. So how we can become the children of God to the sons of God? We have to go through a growing pain. Now what kind of growing pain is this? We have to get it from the Word. It is not according to our imagination. So what kind of growing pain? We are the sons of God. We are children of God. We suppose to be the heirs of God. We should enjoy our life in a very happy way. But we were told that. We have to go through a childhood. Now, when we go through that period, we were told that we are not different we are the children of God. Our position should be the children of God. We are so noble. We thank the Lord for that. I remember. We have to grow through a process of growing. So we were told that. We are not far, we are not different from the slave. What kind of suffering? What a pain. If you are indeed the princess in the palace, but you will consider you will be treated as slave. In the palace, the king has many slaves. Inside, you have the life of the king. In order to train you, in order to grow, remember, you will play just like any other slave. Now why? Very important. In a time of Roman Empire, Many people had many slaves. Among these slaves, you will find many good mathematicians. You will find many good scientists. You will find many good philosophers. You will find many good bankers. Now, if you want to grow, you have to be taught by these slaves. Sorry, if you are the priest, you will never learn from them. But don't forget, in order to learn mathematics, in order to learn philosophy, in order to learn geography, your father put you in the same place just like any other slave. Now, brothers and sisters, do you feel pain? Do you feel suffering? And we were told that they were under the teacher and steward. They enter the hand of teacher and the sword. So you just 
Now think about it. We are under the hand of our teacher and our guardians. So we are under. 师傅还有在我们的这些的管这个管家是看护我们的。Because our father put us there. 因为我们的父亲把我们放在那边。All this slave can teach us. 所有的这些仆人都能够教导我们。And by this way we grow. 如此我们就能够成长。And then you discover. 我们就发现到。Our pair of wife are tailor made. 我们的妻子是像定做的。And、some people say today, young people do not know what is tailor-made because they never see the tailor. <laughs> so I change another word, customized. In Chinese, 还是定做，还是定做的。So your husband is tailor-made. 那你的这个丈夫是 Your wife is customized. 那你的妻子是定做。And your children, your parents. 那你的孩童们，他们父亲。And even your boss. 你的老板。Thank God for your boss. 我们在为主向您。Without your boss, you will never grow. 因为如果你没有你的老板的话，你没有办法成。It's much easier for you to say quit. 对你来说，你要。And why you won't say quit? Today is very difficult to get a job. You have to learn the lesson. So, brothers and sisters, do you remember? Because before your graduation, God will put you in a boss under some boss. That's the way you grow. Do you see that? That's very, very important. Some people say, "I don't like this one. I change my job." I say, "I don't like this boss. I change my job." In the beginning, you are a boiling pan. You start in the boiling pan. And then you discover you fall into a fire. You will encounter a situation much severe, much. Much worse than before. You see, this situation is getting worse and worse. So do you see, brothers and sisters? Thank the Lord for that. You are praising the Lord. That's why we have to take up our cross and follow the Lord. So we must take up our cross and follow the Lord. Do you understand? When all things work together, for one purpose, that we may grow. So this call, growing. But today we will talk about we may also be glorified together. If we talk about growing pain too negative, if we talk about taking the cross too negative, but we will ask, what do we mean? What does it mean by be glorified together? Now you can understand. You can understand. Now, when when we grow up, that means until one day. That day was appointed by our father. That is our father's appointed day. And then he will invite all the relatives. He will invite all the relatives. He will tell the people. He will tell the people. My child was grown up. My child was grown up. So they will go through a ceremony. And in this ceremony, he will say, "From now on, my son is no longer in the place of slave. My son is no longer in the place of slave. My son is no longer in the place of slave. My son is no longer in the place of slave. My son is no longer in the place of slave. My son is no longer in the place of slave. My son is no longer in the place of slave. My son is no longer in the place of
I will place him in the play of a son. Do you understand? Sometimes very strange. He was a son. Why he had to get a place of a son? To become children of his father. He didn't do a work. But thank the Lord. Now after growing process, so now his father will put him in a place called a son. Now in Greek, there is one word to describe it. That word is the sonship. Now whenever we you read the adoption of the son, in Greek only one word. The sonship. What is sonship? Means placing of a son. He was the child of his father. He was a child of his father. He was put under all the slaves. All things work together. For one purpose. One day, he will be placed as place of a son. So this is called sonship. Thank God. Finally, my son is grown up. You see? But that's only the part of the story. Thank God for the sonship. Thank God for the maturity. But in God's mind, always something. For us, one day we become mature. From the children of God to become the sons of God. Now you know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now you know how to become a peacemaker. Thank God for that. Finally, we are no longer babies. For long, finally, we become mature. This is called sonship. Do you think this is the meaning of to be glorified together? To become mature is good enough. But the Bible says to be glorified together. Now, what is the meaning of glorify? Very interesting. Sonship means from a place of a slave to the place of the son. This exaltation. Right? But not only mature sons. Be glorified together. Glorify means what? Means exalt to dignity. 
You were as dignified as Christ. Remember, brother. How dignified is our Lord? He is the King of Kings. Lord of Lords. When you talk about being transformed into the image of Christ, on the one hand, talk about ascension. No doubt about that. We are as mature as Christ. And how Christ be a son? He said, Apart from the Father, I cannot do anything. If one day we reach that level, we are so happy. It is by the grace of the Lord. We are able to say, without Christ, without God, we cannot do anything. This maturity, this ascension, from a son, from a slave to a son. From the children of God to the children, sons of God. Thank the Lord for that. But remember, not only we are being exalted from a slave to a son. When we go through a growing pain, we are not only mature. Remember, something more than that. We will be exalted to do we have dignity in our life? In our working place. Can your boss notice that some dignity And we were told that if we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So in, in other words, we will be glorified with Him. Why? We are not all heirs of Christ. We are joint heirs with Christ. Now, if we are joint heir with Christ, Christ is the heir of God. We will become joint heir with Him. How that could happen? We are as mature as Christ. We are as dignified. Christ. So remember, when we talk about being transformed into the image of Christ, and remember, how the Bible and how describe it. Verse 30. Moreover, uh, chapter 8. Moreover, who we priesthood, those he also called. Whom we call this also justified, and whom we justify, this he also glorified. 
We have learned how to study the word. This word glorify is the same word as glorify mentioned before. So if we suffer with him, then we may also be glorified with him. Now, brother, when we talk about Verse 29. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. We are also, we are co-heirs with Christ. So we have to go through a growing pain. When we talk about conform into the image of His Son, it means more than sonship. Something more, more than that. So when the father in that ceremony, he tells his relatives, my son has grown up. Definitely he could enjoy all my inheritance. I remember. Because my son is grown up. I will transform all the inheritance to him. From now on, he is going to rule, become the commander over my inheritance. Or he is the captain over my inheritance. He should be the prince over my inheritance. You know who is the king? Christ is the king. God is the king. We at the most are the prince. But remember, God desires this. Not only one day will become mature. God desires. From now on, I can trust my son. I know that he is trustworthy. I know that. If I give all the inheritance in his hand, he will make that inheritance more and more and more. Brothers, if the if the father has six thousand cattles. Think about it. He knows that. Now my son learned everything when he was young. He know mathematics. He know the bank. He know how to become to to rule over 
Now you know why today NBA is so welcome by the people. No, no. NBA. NBA. Why? Because it's talk about how to rule. Why how to rule is so important. You never learn how to rule. Unless one day you become mature. So do you understand, brothers? Couple with the sonship. Something more behind it. Not only my son is able to enjoy all my inheritance. From now on, he will become the prince. Over my inheritance. So, how do you call it? There is one word also in English. So, remember, brothers, what is the kingship? One day, you will be exalted to. So, brother, when you talk about the king, talk about the dignity, talk about the glory, we will never have glory. We may be a good son, but not necessarily we have the glory. But thank God, one day, we will become so dignified. His I think that's very important. If you study the whole Old Testament, that's how you understand the Old Testament. When you come to the New Testament, that's how you understand the New Testament. Remember, recently our brother Steve McCall has been with us. Have you noticed that? He talked about some very simple phrases. He talked about millennium. Remember, we will reign with Christ. Those who overcome will reign with Christ. What does that mean? That's Kingship。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君尊的王。这是主君
And then we talk about God is their God. That's in New Heaven and New Earth. But when you talk about New Jerusalem, the Bible says, the Bible talks about these are the sons those who overcome they are the sons of God and then you discover they are the servant of God and they will reign forever and ever now brothers that simple phrase to reign forever and ever. Now, how do you understand? Again, that's kingship. So, do you know, brothers and sisters, when you come to the Bible, yes, Then you will understand. How? How? We will understand. How God will do something in our midst. So that's kingship in the Bible. So in order to understand the kingship of the Bible, I only mention a verse for you to meditate. Then if we have time, we'll come back to this topic. This is too important. So when we come to Matthew chapter 1, Verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. So from captivity in Babylon until Christ are 14 generations. Now remember, if we talk about, if we read from verse 1 to verse 16, it's very complicated. But now, the writer of the gospel try to simplify it for us. So he said, 14 generations, 14 generations, and 14 generations. Now, brother, the first 14 generations started with Abraham. And we all know that he has been given an inheritance. The promised land is their inheritance. It starts from the inheritance. Remember, finally, Abraham and his descendants become the inheritance of God. 
So it means this, they grown up. So if you really want to know the way how to reach Sanction, you read from Genesis all the way to Book of Ruth. So you remember how that really cover 14 generations. So how do you describe that 14 generations? Very simple. And Bible told us. If you really read that 14th generation, you know very well. That talk about If you do not know anything about Now in Old Testament from Genesis all the way to Ruth. There's a wonderful picture. In the beginning, how Abraham and his descendant they enjoy the land. They now because they enjoy the land. Because they really enjoy the milk and honey. Though they grow up. So if you really come to the history of Israel, if you really come to the part, latter part of the Old Testament, remember, when you talk about inheritance, very strange. In the beginning, when you talk about inheritance, definitely, invariably talk about the land. Now, something happened. You know very well. Very simple. Now talk about what? Talk about the people became his inheritance. So like children. When they grow up, now they become the inheritance of their parents. So when you talk about from my inheritance to God's inheritance. You go through a process called sanction. Now, brother, if you want to know sanction, you can go through the Old Testament pictures. Second part, from David until captivity. Again, 14 generations. Strange. In that 14 generations, only King David has a title. You know that that king must be David. Now, if you continue to read the Bible, Solomon was sitting on the throne of David. Hezekiah was sitting on the throne of David. They do not have their own throne. Do you understand? In the southern kingdom of two tribes, there was only one throne. And one throne only. How do you call that? The throne. Of David. But if you really studied the northern kingdom of 
ten tribes. At least you'll find nine dynasties. So you have dynasty of Jeroboam. you have dynasty of So that means you not only have a throne of and you also have the throne of Ahab. So brothers, we only sit on the throne of David. That's the understanding. Why you have a second 14 generation? From first Samuel. Second Samuel, they all sit on the throne of David. If you want to know the kingship, that's wonderful illustration. There are 14 so called kings. They don't have their throne. They only have one throne. That throne. So what is kingship? We have only one throne. Christ is our true David. So remember, those who overcome will sit on my throne, just like I overcame, sit on my father's throne. That's what the Lord says. So remember, brother. If we are really the overcomers, remember, we only sit on the throne of David. Sitting on the throne of David means what? Means kingship. So let us remember, that's how David was raised when he was young. How the David, how the throne of David was born? Remember, from he was called to be the king, when he was anointed as a king, from the anointing, to the sitting on the throne of David, 14. What happened? And David was changed by Saul. From one wilderness to another wilderness. That's the formation of Remember. How we really have the dignity 
just like Christ has to do. How Christ became the king? Christ was sit on the throne. Only after he was born in manger. Died on the cross. So only way to the throne. Through the cross. That's how Christ became the king. That's how you find the throne. So now we come to a very important point. Remember through Samuel. How remember how through through uh, uh, very simple. How uh How the Lord will do something with the king. So remember, when Samuel called the kings, only two. He anointed the king Saul. He also anointed the king David. Now remember. This is very interesting. From his anointing of the soul, will tell us what is kingship. Now, from the throne of David, we will find how we were promoted or we were exalted to dignity. So, brothers. Remember, one day you not only mature as a son, you were led by the Holy Spirit. You were become become peacemaker. Also, you become the delegate authority of God. Because you were sitting on the throne of David. That's why you are the king. So that's why you reign with Christ. How do we reign with Christ in millennium and eternity? We never know how to reign with Christ today. Now, in practical way, how we are the kings of Christ? Why? How? We know the sanction. Do we know the kingship? So remember, remember how, Saul, how Samuel reminded Saul. When God anoints you, it means this. You will become the commander over his inheritance. His inheritance, not your inheritance. Today, if we are on the throne, and then you discover become your inheritance. If you over 
If you know that how children become your inheritance, how the children become the gift of God, don't forget. Sometimes we over exercise our authority. Even you demand that they will obey you. That's only mechanical. The only slavish. But then the Lord. If you are really the king, they respect you. Let us remember. The obedience always comes from admiration. 
我们要顺从，总是要从这个你欣赏，从佩服来，从顺服从佩服来。If someone did not respect you， 如果一个人呃不不 ，If someone does not admire you， 如果他不佩服你的话 ，Alfred， 那弟兄姐妹们 ，You lost that kingship， 那你就失去了那个君那君君尊的王位。So I think that's very So in several area we should learn how to become the king. So in several areas we should learn how to be dignified with Christ. That in some areas we should learn how to be dignified with Christ. Of course, in the family. 一方面，在大家家庭里，你要成为这个权力的这个。Now in the church, 在教会里 ，definitely you find three areas. 你就发现到有三方面。At least three areas. 有三方面。Remember. 要记得。You will definitely you will like you will know how kingship is important in your life. 你就发现到这个君尊的王位在你的生命是何等的重要。One area is the Sunday school. 一方面就是这个主日学。All the Sunday school teacher should have the dignity. That your those children they admire. 那这些主日学的老师们，他们应当是这些孩童们对他们来说是。You cannot just pass on the information to him. 你不能把这些资讯传给他们。No, before you do that. 在你做这之前。They will notify how dignified you are. 他们会看到你是是否有尊严的。So kingship is important. That's the first area in the church. Second area in the church. Among the young people. When you want to teach the brother and sisters, especially young people, you have set good example to them. If you talk about not love the world, you should not love the world. 你如果叫他们不要爱世界的话，你自己不能爱世界。So you see, brothers, 所以你是否看到 ？Let's remember. 那记得。In the area of the young people, 在这个年轻人的这方面 ，we had to learn how to become the prince over his inheritance. 你要成为，要学习，要成为这个他的产业的王。So let us remember. 所以我们要记得。How saw? Became the king. 扫罗是怎么样成为王 ？Why he was anointed as a king? 他为什么被高为王呢 ？In God's mind. 在神的心里呢 ？He want to be the prince over his inheritance. 他想要成为他的产业的王子。So let us remember. 所以，但我们能够记得。In every area. 在每方面。Either in the family. 在家庭。Or in the church. 或是在教会。Whether you serve among children. 或是你在。Whether you serve among young people, or you serve among the sisters, don't forget. Not just become a teacher. It's much easier to become a teacher. But if we want to be glorified with him, the secret is you have to go through the growing pain. 这个秘诀乃是你要与他一同经过的成长的痛苦。So let us remember. 让我们能够记得。That's the only way to the kingship. 这是唯一的方法，你能够进入这个君尊的王位。So not only in the church you have that three area. 
不仅在教会里有这三方面。You also have very important area. Why in the church? You have elders. Why in the church you have the responsible brothers? Don't forget. They represent the authority of God. In the church, not only love should prevail. In the church, remember, we ought to know how God will do something. To the point that everybody learn, know that they are the prince over his inheritance. I think that's very important. Not your inheritance. And sometimes, gradually, we become our inheritance. If you know that, not only these people are the Lamb, not only they enjoy God as their shepherd, you are also one of the sheep. They need to have shepherding. You also need. So let us remember. He has inherited. However, it's so privileged. In a family, in the church, you have been given the delicate authority. And then people will discover the dignity of Christ being you. So let us remember. We need that. So let us remember. In today's language, we will understand what does kingship mean. In another words, God was looking for a CEO to enhance his inheritance. Why many CEO today they enjoy the salary more than others? Just give me a CEO and my inheritance will be multiplied by three times or even ten times. When you become parents, when you become the teacher in the Sunday school, when you serve among young people and the sisters, when you serve the whole church, let us remember, God expects something from you. Because you are so mature, so now you are supposed to be the prince of his inheritance. God is the king of his inheritance. We are the princes. And we are the prince over his inheritance. Do you understand? Today in the States, you know the state uh, the secretary of the state. And then you discover he has a salary. 
Alright, suppose we know that as a secretary of a state you have this amount of salary. Now remember. Before he became the state of he became the secretary of the state. How much salary has been given? As a CEO of Exxon, you will give a salary. How much? Suppose you have 100 nations in the whole world. Suppose every foreign minister. They have exactly the same amount of salary. So brother, how much he earned before he was the CEO of that great company?那在他成为那个公司的总裁之前，他之前的薪资是是多少呢？Why you sum up all the hundred foreign ministers? When you sum up all their salary, that was the salary given to that person. Why? Because they know if he became a he will become the prince of his empire. Inheritance. So, brother, let us remember that's how God expects from you and from me. We cannot all the time become children. We cannot come to the church all we expect to be fed. Remember, we have to know how to lead the church. We know how to become the commander over his inheritance. Are you faithful as a commander over his inheritance? If the Lord can really come back today, how did you answer to the Lord? As a parent. You should be a delicate authority in the family. As a teacher of Sunday school, you should be the delicate authority among them. If the Lord put you in a place like a responsible brother or the elders, don't forget that's his inheritance, not yours. You are only the priest over his inheritance. Are you faithful to what the Lord has trust you? So let us, Lord, really speak to our hearts. That's the meaning of occasion. So if you do not understand the word kingship, read the first generation, the fourteenth generation, and second fourteenth generation. And then you understand how God expects from us. 
so dear brothers how wonderful to become children of God how happy it is as if when you become the children of God no responsibility the responsibility belongs to the father so you have to go through growing pain you have to become to reach the sanction not only that. When you really have a sanction, that's not the end of it. From now the Father will trust us. He will put all inheritance in our hands. Now, brother, after five years, how that inheritance grow? If the Lord really put the bird of gospel in your hand, after two years, how many people really got saved? So let us remember. You need a king. You need a king. So may the Lord really speak to our hearts and really speak deeply in our hearts. So our time is going is up. So let us have a prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you so much. We know that we are not worthy. We know that we are not worthy to receive this word. And by your grace, thank the Lord. We are here. We want to grow up. We want to go through growing pain. One day, we really reach the maturity. Not only that, not only the sonship, also the kinship. May the Lord really speak to our hearts. Thank you, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Let us dismiss.